Well, hello and welcome to Can You Relate with Effie Blankson. I'm Effie. I hope that you have all had a fantastic week and looking forward to an amazing weekend. Now, the last couple of weeks have been longer sessions, nearly two hours long, uh, with Ayram, who has been so gracious and courageous, really, to share with us her own journey through uh, unexplained fertility and the IVF process to now have a beautiful daughter. Now, I didn't want to move on very quickly from these uh, two episodes because there have been a lot of conversations in the back, messages, um, people coming out and saying, you know, I wish I could talk about this, but I can't. And it's, it's troubled me the last couple of weeks, to be honest. And so I really wanted to take time to reflect on a few things that came out of those two sessions with Aram. And so first of all, I would like to say that don't be afraid to share your story. There is still a very strong stigma attached to women having to go through the IVF process to have children. And it shouldn't be the case in 2023. Absolutely not. But there is. But is it also because we are afraid? How do we become unafraid and as courageous as the likes of Aram to have to share? And I think that my conclusion or where I'm hoping this episode will go to is the fact that we do need to find the courage to share these stories. Now, they will not be the same. Absolutely not. The IVF process, like all things, everybody has their path to have to go through. And they're not going to be similar. And so by sharing yours, you actually encourage and empower another woman to share and have that courage to go for it. It's been made ready available. Let not faith ruin your opportunity for that bundle of joy that you're looking for. So let's get right into it. Now, from the very first session, it was really about the question, that question of, is it appropriate for, you know, people to ask almost straight after um, all of the fanfare of uh, the nuptials or marriage, are you going to have children? And I think where Aira and I, you know, uh, agreed was that, our counselling sessions need to really address the whole idea of conception, having children. How many, if there are going to be any challenges or difficulties, should you be doing this pre-marriage throughout the counselling session? Now, I was initially of the view that perhaps post-marriage, into the first three years at least, couples needed to have these deep conversations, testing, etc., but actually, with conclusion on, on that episode, I, I could agree, you know, that perhaps we needed to do this before. So the question there is, are our counselling sessions catering for the challenges within having children? And that is a question I'll be, put, I'll be putting in the future to one of our counsellors in Ghana. And we'll, we'll delve a little bit more into that. What's happening with counselling? Are our counsellors and churches, especially who run these counselling sessions, are they doing us a disservice or offering what is apt in the current uh, times? 
And then also throughout that, you know, first episode was uh, uh, the issue around the support, the support that one needs and avoiding all of the stress. And the fact that actually asking that question puts an awful lot of stress, especially on the woman. And so how can we find better ways to offer support? Still ask the question, but in a more supportive way so that that stress is not added on and, and that, you know, we've established um, really hinders the progress of conception in itself. And then we went on to the fact that every woman and perhaps all couples would need an awful lot of mental and emotional agility to go through this process because by all accounts in the second uh, uh, part two of, of talking about the IVF process, it, it was clear that there is no 100% chance in this, you know, from, you know, 22 eggs to just one, anything can happen in between. And the fact that you know, one will not be emotionally, psychologically or, men or mentally prepared for it is something that I think that we need to address. And, and like I said, for me, with everything, it all comes down to communication, 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 and really hones down on what kind of relationships and marriages are we nurturing in our society today. And then the support of the husband throughout the process is also absolutely key. Now, the financial aspect is also there. So perhaps, you know, talking around um, how we offer support, you know, be it by, by just being there to talk during the low times, during the high times, you know, how can you offer financial support as well? And perhaps if you're not able to offer it, I think most women would appreciate that um, lending of the ear, you know, every now and again, not to be in your face constantly. I don't think any woman needs that. But I think most women would appreciate the, the closeness of our family and friends and support, even if it's non-financial. And actually, you don't have to make provision of this finance by just searching for where there are funds or grants or, you know, any kind of financial assistance or arrangement that you can, you know, offer to a friend or family. I'm sure will go a long way. So the honest is not just on you to give it, but also a bit of research um, could go a long way. But please, it, it has been established that these are still very sensitive things to talk about. And so please act with caution, act with a lot of love and compassion that if it were me, how would I want this done? Okay. Um, and I think from there, one of the things that really troubled me was the fact that, you know, health professionals can have really bad, bad side manners sometimes. And I'm sure that Many people have experienced this one way or the other, and we, we do really appreciate our healthcare professionals. I mean, we, we do depend on them when we're unwell, but my goodness, some of them do need to polish up on, on, on their bedside, you know, manners and, and the utterances that come out, which can really affect the patient um, as well, not just physically, but actually really emotionally and psychologically at first. So let's encourage, if we have family and friends, 
please be mindful um, of your bedside manners when you are treating uh, patients. The other thing was faith. Now, by all accounts from Aram's um, uh, story, faith played a major role where she found comfort. And so if you're not a person of faith, where do you find your comfort? Where do you find your hope? Where do you see that light at the end of the tunnel? Um, I can only speak as a, as a Christian uh, as well and a person of faith. And I think that missing the, you know, that element um, can kind of be detrimental. But we are human and we can lose sight of that. And so I'd encourage you, um, if you are a person of faith, keep the faith. Keep praying. It says pray without ceasing, pray. So keep praying, keep believing and keep positive. That's all I can say. Keep positive. I mean, I have my own journey and, and over a period of time, I will be sharing that with, with a lot more with you. But I think Aram showed so much courage. And as I've said before, by all accounts, everything else, all the comments and messages coming through show that there are so many other women out there who need courage. And so if you are going through an IVF process, if you are planning to, and you want to share, we're here to listen, or I'm here to listen. Um, but I think if we want to make this normal, take away the stigma, we need to keep talking about it. Let it become the new normal. But it's still up to us. We, as women, need to drive this. If there is any change, any significant change that should happen, we're going to be the drivers of that change. So let's shift the paradigm on that. Every child is a blessing. Every child is a blessing. And so just a few things that I've been reflecting on that I really wanted to share, not wanting to just go straight on to the next, you know, aspect of, 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 of things, which is now the child is here. What next? There is the next challenge of actually uh, parenting. And are you a good parent or a bad parent? That torment of which one are you? Finding that good balance of not letting your own experiences inform how you, you know, raise your children, the negative, the positive, all of those things. Those are the conversations that will be coming up. But I just wanted to pause and reflect on the conversation with Aram and like I said, every message and phone call that has come through after that, that we, we are struggling. We are suffering out there in silence and it doesn't have to be the case. So open up, share your story. I know you need to find the courage and I pray that you do. Um, and Keep the faith. That's all I can say. Keep the faith. And so that's me for this week. Just a quick reflection. And so next week, we'll be diving a little bit more into now the children are here. And you can't sleep. You need more sleep. You're restless. You're asking yourself, how did you end up here? It is because you desired it. And now the child or the children are here. 
how then to be a good parent. There's a challenge. And so until next week, keep spreading the love and be well.